Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mind escape. Are you ready? Are you ready to escape your mind? Alright folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Oh, we I'm ha- here. I'm here. This kid this guy's back. He's been a ghost <laughs> the whole time. Uh we have episode three hundred. Now we we're gonna maybe do a six year anniversary. I'm just like, well let's, let's just do a three hundred one. Uh six years was like in December. I've mm-hmm. had my own issues with my near death stuff. Maurice had some stuff and uh we can talk about that, but um yeah, yeah, it was good a stuff, bad stuff, brutal stuff, end of the last of year, stuff. but amazing start to this year, um, and everything in between. But yeah, here we are, three hundred. We started this thing six years ago. Um, very mystical, very woo woo, Maurice <laughs> in the beginning. No, you know, we were, I was going through like a spiritual thing. You know, my mom had been diagnosed with an aggressive cancer, and now she's still she's okay she's in remission um Mm -hmm. and that kind of set me off on this path of knowledge and trying to understand metaphysics and you know do that whole thing and here we are uh but it's kind of evolved right i mean it's not as mystical it's not but we're after truth i can't you know we can't be playing favorites or you know being playing being a nice guy or whatever you know it's it's is what it is so well, cheers, my friend. I know I haven't been here uh, too much in the last, you know, year or so, but uh, congratulations on 300, and uh, let's, you know, it's a, it's that's quite the feat, you know. Congratulations on keeping it going, and just it's not an easy task. A lot, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of ideas and a lot of ambition before they get going, and then when they get going it's it's not that easy to keep it going so uh yeah it's commendable my friend so congratulations cheers and uh i'm looking forward to the next 300 well it's you too dude you you were on 200 
plus episodes, you know, like we, I think I was we stumbling both, and bumbling for 300, for 250 we, of them, you know? Yeah. I mean? I mean, this might be my, you know, pet project kind of a thing, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that I told you from the beginning, I go, I'm going to will this thing into existence. You know, and we're just going to keep learning, keep talking, evolving. It's made me a better person. It's made me a better man, better husband, better father, better everything. So, Beautiful. Uh, but here we are. And you're, you're probably going to wonder why this episode's called Maurice's Galapagos Engagement and Thrilling Ecuadorian <laughs> Escape. It sounds yeah. like something out of uh, Indiana Jones, but it's we a do have a name. Nice work. It's a real life Indiana Jones story here. But mm-hmm. um, I thought before we have the joy of all this, let's talk about a little bit of sadness, which would be me almost dying, number one. And then yeah. a few weeks later, your brother, my cousin, actually passing away yeah yeah man it's a well to comment on your don't worry about that first well no i mean again i kind of it's kind of tying it in together because you could look at your incident as a bad thing or you can look at it as a positive thing again i'm not looking at my brother's passing as a positive thing but you know it's interesting because when we started the podcast i remember my really our friend dave who passed away um, was there in the studio working kind of at my house doing some stuff and uh, he was popping in. I think you can actually hear him in one of those first couple episodes. You can kind of hear him popping in and giving his two cents because he didn't know what we were doing. I don't, we didn't know what we were doing. We were actually, we did them in the same room, which we're going to actually get back to our roots, I think, soon because I'm building a studio in my basement as we speak. So and I only live five minutes cool away stuff. now. We live five minutes away now. I was wondering who was tapping on my window last night. I think it was Maisie, but uh um yeah. So it is it's 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 life and it it's how you look at it. My brother uh unfortunately passed away. Um I'm not gonna really get too much into it. It's just uh it's an unfortunate thing. The guy was super young and he will be greatly missed, but um, trying to find some little silver linings and just having these little wins, like um, kind of anyone that's lost someone close to them understands where I'm coming from with, uh, yeah, it's a brutal, it's a brutal thing. And, uh, but at the same time, it's a, it's an eye opener. It's like for someone like me, and I worry about a lot of stupid things when something like that happens, all of these kind of dumb, not that they're dumb, but these just worries that you have day, day to day, they just, they've evaporate. And it's just kind of a, it's an eye opening experience to kind of remind yourself that don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take your life so seriously. Um, really focus in on the things that make you happy. And when stuff like this happens, I really just try and find, Again, I, I'm careful with the way with the words I choose because it's not a positive thing that happened, but I'm trying to find positivity through these uncer- you know, these unfortunate um, circumstances. Like when my friend Dave passed away, it's funny too because well, it's not funny, but they're both named Dave, so there's a connection there. But when my when when our friend Dave passed away, it was like, okay, what well, what's going on here, you know? And I was kind of leading a life that I wasn't really passionate about i was drinking a lot i was partaking in some stupid stuff and when he passed away 
it was a direct connection to uh, substances. And I said, okay, his, his death will not go in vain. So whatever he was doing, I'm going to learn a lesson from this. And I kind of spun it in a positive, for my life, a positive direction. And I held true to that. And there were people that we were hanging out with that didn't get that message. And then I had to kind of break away from them. And um, because I, I was still like, many this... people out here taking part in the chowders and I just don't understand it. Like, yeah, there's a, a real gamble. It's a yeah, real gamble. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you know, we're all none of us are getting out of here alive, unfortunately. But. uh I don't know really what else to say. You know, when, when my friend Dave passed away, it got me back into music and I just, I, I, I immersed myself into the arts and that was, I'm very, very blessed that I have. And I, I would, I would encourage anyone to kind of seek out some kind of uh, way to express themselves because when I get sad, I just kind of put myself into the music and I kind of can write music which is an amazing tool because music can express feelings that you might not be able to verbalize and things of that nature. I also have a therapist that's helped me through this kind of stuff, but it's really just approaching it in a healthy manner. It's like, look, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel sad. And I kind of had a conversation with you after your, uh, your incident. And it's like, just let your body kind of do what it's going to do. Like stop fighting it. There's a reason you're not going to feel a hundred percent. Like, that's just the nature of the beast. You're going to a funeral. You're seeing all these other people and how they're affected by it. And we're the ones that are the ones that are affected by it. He's in a better place. I really believe that we're the ones that are still in the suffering mode. So, and I've always kind of been looked at as, um, the, the go between, between all my families. I have, my parents are divorced. So I have my dad's side of the family. I have my mom's side of the family and, you know, everybody gets along for the most part, but whenever there's any kind of issue, cause I try to go to everything if my, I, but at the same time, I'm not married yet. We'll get to that in a second here, but I don't have a kid and I'm not married. So my schedule is open. If someone invites me to go to their event, I'll go to their event and I'm open, but I try to, people come to me as like the mediator. So again, I feel like, and I, I, I find joy in that, um, and I've been trying to just lift people up and stuff like that. My, you've got a new my, nickname though, right? The the Taurus Master, the Ambassador. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, I didn't want to cut you off. It, the... Just to sum it up, it's like my brother who passed away was my half brother, and that doesn't negate the connection that I had with him. But my half sister, yeah, I mean, sister, we were we we're close. I mean, to watch somebody grow up from baby he's my cousin you know and yeah he would yeah. send me messages hey i love love this podcast or that podcast he listened and uh he was just a really good dude and he'll be missed and uh it was very sad that one was very tough when somebody's yeah, that so was young a brutal, that was when a somebody's young one. it's very i mean not that it's not sad when your grandma or somebody passes away that's old but it's different you know it's a mm-hmm. different feeling yeah yeah so that was that was December, and then you had your, was your incident before that or after that? Mine was Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, okay, so it was before all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll do part two on that because I told in part one I I just went through like the whole logistics of what happened to me, but in part two I'll discuss like the fallout, my mindset, um, 
where I'm at now and everything. And I had a lot of like, like weird things happening to my mind that I, you know, afterwards that I just wasn't prepared for. But, um, but yeah, that happened Thanksgiving weekend. And I mean, to be honest with you, uh, after we went to, uh, Florida for Christmas. And when we came back, I got an exercise bike, weights, works. Beautiful. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it this year. I'm going to lose as much weight as possible. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a freak about working out now and taking supplements and just trying to become kind of how I used to be in my younger well, years. Little, little by little and just trying to find a program. I mean, you know, athletic Mike, these people don't know yeah. athletic Mike. Dude. <laughs> well, I'm ready to play some tennis with you and kind yeah. of get competitive and, uh, I would love to get out there and just get some fresh air and stuff like that. I'm down to, to participate in anything that your your interests are. I mean, that's the biggest thing I tell people. You got to find something that specifically cardio. You got to find some kind of cardio, whether it's walking or running or biking or tennis or something that you're going to do. Because if you dread it every single day, how long are you going to be able to do it? Maybe oh, my, a- I love mine. I sit there, I'll watch the Red Wings game and just ride this bike. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Again, you know, just little steps. And like I was telling you, if you can do it and do it for 28 days or whatever, 30, 35 or whatever, it'll just become a habit. And then for me, like when I, this is a good segue into the trip to Ecuador. I was gone for uh, like 11 days and I was chomping at the bit to, to, uh, to work out. So it's, it's, it's like, it's uh, hard. I believe it's called champing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me not to, because I've done it so much. So it's like, a day off, cool. Another day off, all right, what's going on here? Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, I don't feel right. Like, I was talking to my dad about this. If I if I tell myself I'm taking a break on Saturday and I know I'm not going to work out, I feel okay. But if I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym, and then all of a sudden something happens. I got a, you know, a meeting I got to go to or this or that, and something, I get deterred from going to the gym. I have this built-up um, energy that I just need to get out. So it's... But I'm again, I'm blessed that I have that because some people just don't want to do that. But at the same time, I think I've conditioned myself to uh, to be that way where if I don't work out, I don't feel right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel on the day on a day to day basis, I generally feel better. Like I said, this mushroom supplements, you know, lion's mane, reishi stuff yeah, actually does yeah, I heard good stuff about that does do some good stuff and it's just trying to get like my gut flora back together and all that kind of stuff but well that's um, the mind regulator well that's your emotion regulator too yeah so that, we should do an episode i mean that's what that. that's what that's what part of me was fucked up too so you know like that's mm. what <laughs> that's what the whole problem of my whole thing was so yeah i gotta figure all that out still. I mean, I definitely feel way better. I definitely, you know, I'm on the right track, but yeah, it's going to be a, still a path uh, back, but let's, let's pivot here again. Episode 300. Popping bottles. Let's go. You know, you, you might see the uh, mind escape thing pop up occasionally. You might know what that means. Maybe not for uh-huh. Maurice anymore, but you might know what that will mean for me. Um, no, but, but, uh, but seriously, thank you to all of our guests. We, I just did an awesome episode with, uh, One, um, Pagan, who's a like animal, um, pharmacologist or studies animal pharmacology and, uh, works on like flatworms, but he's written books on, you know, 
dolphins getting stoned off puffer fish and i believe wow. the, the, the name of his book is uh uh drunk f- uh flies and stone dolphins and then the other one is um strange survivors uh i'm reading strange survivors now but yeah that was a great episode we talked all about the animal kingdom and even some of the insect kingdom and uh really interesting conversation uh, i've had matthew palomary back on recently i've had uh, Robert Schneiker, which was a really interesting one where he's a geophysicist who, you know, was talking about the Sphinx and why it's not water erosion. And it's actually because of the type of rock and what's happened to the rock over uh, millions of years, stuff like that. So we've had some really interesting episodes. So if you haven't been watching or paying attention, go check those out. Uh, P.D. Newman, we I just had on talking about theurgy and the gods. And that was a really, really interesting episode. So um, but yeah, I want to thank everybody, you know, our, our, our go-tos and our regs, you know, Dr. Greg Little, Laird Scranton, Dr. Michael Masters. Um, I'm trying to think who else, Andrew Tischler, uh, old Tishy. Um, yeah. who else? We've had a lot of PD. Um, thank you to the people that were helping out, you know, when, when I was trying to you know, balance all this together. Leah, shout out to Leah, shout out to uh, Shane and Toby and all those people. So yeah, it's been a long run. Um, so many people to thank. And if you're interested, our past, like I think our 200th episode or five year anniversary episode, we literally go through and list all the people. So yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, if you're, if you don't know what Mind Escape is, we discuss everything from ancient psychedelic use all the way to modern mysteries all the way to metaphysics and the mind and everything in between and just regular stuff too um but let's let's move on here to the title of the show which would be maurice's galapagos engagement um if you want to tell us what happened uh so my 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 fiance uh Fiance, yay! Uh, is from Ecuador, so um, her birthday is 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 January fourth, and you know it's it's kind of a hard time to kind of hang out because it's right next to New Year's and uh, and Christmas and stuff like that, and um, so I've never been with her on her birthday. So this year, probably six or seven months ago, I was like, all right, we're gonna do a trip. I'm gonna come she comes up to Michigan all the time. We, we, we were meeting in Miami a lot cause it's kind of in between, but I was like, all right, I've been to Ecuador once, but I kind of just went to her city, which is called Guayaquil. It's like the more industrial area of Ecuador. So I went there and it was, it was beautiful. There's a lot of cool Spanish stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an old ancient land with, but it's like, there's a lot of like of the Spanish influence and all that kind of stuff. So we went and saw tons of, of cool, um, things there. We went into, uh, the forest and stuff like that. It wasn't the rainforest, but we went in and we saw these, like, I guess the Aborigine people, they live off the land and everything. So I got a good taste of her town and I thought, okay, Ecuador's kind of cool. But, but this trip, she's like, let's go to the Galapagos islands. And, um, we just went on one hell of an adventure. So, I think it was 12 days, 12 days, seven flights, um, Galapagos, Banos, Quito, all these cities. And 
I mean, I can kind of just get into it and we can kind of talk. Anyways, we planned the trip. Yeah. Do you want me to pull up any of these picks? Yeah, just well, I can kind of get into it. So we we planned the trip, and I was like, all right, finally I get to see her on her birthday, and it, it, that'll be awesome. So, and then in my mind, we've been dating for about three years. So I was like, oh man, if I'm gonna propose, like, because I, as a guy, you know, with TV and all this stuff, it's like, what, how do you propose? And you got to make it special. And uh, I just figured, all right, well, we I propose on the Galapagos Islands. That's gonna be amazing. So. Um, that was the beginning of the idea. And then I went, I got the ring and everything. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm going to do it. Cause I, I didn't even know what we were really doing. She planned the whole thing again, because she's from there. It's nice. It's beautiful. And I recommend anybody to, if you go visit a different country or something, if you can, Here if we you go. know somebody there, the ambassador. it's amazing. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying it's so much better if you have someone that lives there. I can't tell. I can't tell people the inside joke until after the end of the story because the end of the story is what. Okay, keep going. Again, I don't want to bore people with all the the details, but anyway, so we went to the island, um, and it's 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 rugged. I thought this thing was very Americanized, um, but it's 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 rugged. It's still Ecuador, but, um. We went there the first day we went to the Darwin um, facility where they actually, they breed the turtles. That's actually called uh, Bartolome. So that's beautiful. Dude. It looks, yeah. That, you sent me this picture. You, you said this looks like another planet. I completely agree. It looks like something you would think of on a earth like planet or something. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that much about the Galapagos Islands. Obviously, I knew that they had wildlife that were only located there, nowhere else in the world. But I didn't know what it really consisted of. I figured it's a couple of islands, and and that's that. This is like a small island, but if you if you Google Galapagos Islands, this is the view that pops up. Apparently, this is like one of the most scenic places, and you can kind of see it's it's again it's all volcano it's all volcanoes. Is that so tall all, or, or is like? Cause obviously yeah, we're it's pretty a... high up there. Okay. We're pretty high up there. And like over on the right hand side there where that jagged, uh, spearhead rock is, I, I snorkeled like right alongside that. And it's, it's another world. And I've already kind of been talking to, to Michael. I'm a big backpacker and stuff, but I think I found my new passion is being underwater. It's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, so this is like one of the smaller islands. We had to take a boat. It's my like a, jellyfish teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're riding some stuff, but uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of a it's 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 an interesting place because you fly in on this one island. I don't really remember the name. So you fly in on one island, then you got to take a water taxi to this other island, and that's the main island. Um, that's where I proposed and stuff. And then this was like a three hour boat ride off that. There's a bunch of different islands. Again, you could spend two months there. This isn't the Galapagos. This is, this is a place called Banos, which is in the mountains on the mainland in Ecuador. I don't know if you want to come back to that or if that's kind of hard for you to manipulate, but, uh, um, this is the islands. You can't see big boy there, but, uh, yeah. Um, like I said, when we got there the first day, we went to this Darwin. It was where he set up shop and did all his studying and, and whatnot. And uh, these turtles, well, these these tortoises, um, yeah, there you go. Gigantic beasts. And all they do is just Gigano eat. 
Pithecus. A real Torticus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but literally, so these things live to be 200 years old. And what's so interesting, I'm talking to this guy, and he's so passionate about the turtles. He loves them, and he just takes you around, and we he talks to you about the turtles. But which is what's interesting is this national park wasn't even established until 1975, so they don't even know. Like he knows all the turtles by name, or the tortoises by name, but he doesn't even know how old they are. All you can, they, it's kind of like if you look at the shell, you can see these little grooves, and you can kind of you know, estimate how, how old they are by the, the grooves in the shell. But these things live to be like 200 years old. It's, a, it's, it's, it's this insane. It's like the opening scene from Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> like the way you're like Jurassic, kneeling. Dr. Can't. But no, no but, you know, it was like I was standing there and I'm looking at this beast and I was like, this animal was around for World War One, World War Two, Like crazy stuff, just hanging out, doesn't even know what's going on in the world. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird to just is think it, about. Is that. one of them named Jonathan, or is that somewhere else? No. So I know there's like a 200 year old Jonathan so on some island, a tortoise. Hold on, I gotta look up the name Young Jamie here. Um, because no, but I mean that those that's how, so like how big would would you say that if you laid down that would be like as long as you that turtle. Dude, it's massive. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you laid down, would it be like five and a half, six feet long, like length? Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it'd be it'd probably be just just as big as me. And these it's, things it, just I, eat leaves and lettuce and stuff. They eat that. So like, they're that's a guava. They grow in the again. Oh, these okay. things have the best life. They just they literally eat, sleep, and reproduce. Oh, shit, it's like a baby. I mean, that's. That's what they, the guys are like, couldn't, well, he goes, well, you, you'll live uh, to a hundred, 200 years old if all you did was eat and sleep. Cause they, nothing is, <laughs> nothing is a predator of this beast. You know yeah. what I mean? Like nothing's going to take this thing down. Yeah. I mean, is there even any other reptiles on the island? Like what? Maybe a marine iguana or something like that? Oh, the, oh, it's incredible, bro. There's lizards everywhere. There's iguana. Yeah. But nothing there's... that could take one of these big boys down. No, there's well, there's no predator for it. There might be some kind of I don't even know if a poisonous animal could bite through that those 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 Is there sh- any poisonous snakes on the islands? Yeah, there's cra I mean there's insane amounts. It's like I said, it's the most concentrated area of of multiple species and they only live there. So um like that video I with all the animals, there's penguins and stuff, but they're like they're they're warm penguins, so they're all skinny. They're goofy. They're very goofy. <laughs> yeah, my son, my son Asher loves. He he watched your video at least five thousand times. And there's he, you in the other version here. I'll play the movie actually right now because yeah. my my son watched it like five million times. And there's I won't play the music to it, but if you go to Maurice's uh, Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? Um, Maurice. Hogan Landscapes. If you go to his Instagram page, uh, you'll hear the music. It sounds like some creepy 80s, like... I've been texting... (laughs) I've been texting Maurice. It sounds like when Roger Pedactor gets thrown out of the window in Ace Ventura and they arrive (laughs) on the scene, that music that's like in the background, it's like... Yeah, I mean, if anybody is interested in checking it out, I'll put a... Yeah, put it. go check it out, though. And check out his other stuff, too. He's got a ton of pictures on there. All right, let me pull up this video here right now. Let's see. Three, 
Yeah, again, it's such it was such there's so much to talk about. I don't I just I don't want to bore people, you know. It's uh No, you're fine. Here, let me uh I got to pull this thing back. I got to take Jonathan off the screen here. <laughs> right, there here was a Here's right, the video. Ahead. So yeah, you can see there's a lizard around that rock. Yeah, that was the... that looked like a marine iguana on there. Yeah, rock. that was iguana. Then what are those I, birds? I, I turned around and these things were right next to me again with my eyes. I almost oh, cried, oh. dude. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What's the sound?" I turned around. There's these massive it's birds. It's a blue-footed booby, dude. Well, that's a popular bird there. I, I didn't see any of the boobies. We know Just you have the white bro. ones. We know you haven't. Yeah. Those things. Um, oh, this thing. This guy swam. I mean, th- I th- this. Is that a is sea like, lion or a seal? I think it's a sea lion. Here, let's back but this up. For anybody that knows about like GoPros, that GoPro is a super wide-angle lens. That thing was swam right up to me and like curled around me. Like they want to play with this turtle. This turtle right here. No, the sea lion. Oh, the sea lion. What about this yeah. turtle? You were just following. Turtle, I was it? pretty close to that thing. Again, yeah, this yeah. thing is a, it's a wide angle lens, so it like makes it look like you're further away. I think that's a black tip reef shark, but that I could yeah, be wrong. probably. And then, here's these penguins. These things are these these cute little guys. They're all small. There's wild horses. So is there tons of? That's what I was going to ask you. Are those from people bringing those there? Or they're like a wild horse. That's they're well, actually, actually, to be quite honest, that's from the mainland. That's not on the Galapagos Islands, but there are wild horses. Mr. I did Stock my research. footage throwing a little something in there. No, it's. I, I wanted to make sure there's these. Get the pow, my 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 fiance was so afraid. Like that thing, dude. This they, thing's they just, just hanging hang out. out on the dock. Yeah. Yeah, they swim up on these little. Okay, this so thing's. This a, is what the. Okay, so this is puffer, what the. Yeah. yeah, this is what the dolphins crunch on, and they get high as shit. It's tetratoxin. This shit's super poison. It's like to humans. Well, yeah. Stay um, on that for a second because I wanted to tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's different types of puffer fish, too, but that's what the, the dolphins, that was what we were talking about in our last episode with uh, One Pagan uh, about the stone dolphins. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just, because I, I was like, oh, yeah, these puffer fish, these things are sweet. And I didn't really even think about it, but, I, get, I mean, they're pretty poisonous, like you were saying. So that was my question was he, if I, he, I mean, if I he said they have the same toxin as like a blue ring octopus. And I know blue ring octopuses will kill you. So, yeah. I mean, so if, if I touched that, it would puff up and then it would, yeah. It I would mean, inject. if I think if a spine probably would get you, I don't know enough about it, but I know they have beaks too. Like, I don't know what, what I was watching, but I know they have like little beaks, like their mouths are like little, almost like yeah. an octopus, but like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would assume it's the spines. I know like a stonefish is poisonous. The spine will get you on that. So yeah. So the funniest part about this whole thing was like the guide that took us to that island, the Bartolomeine or whatever. I can't say these half these names. So is but this anyways, is this penguin gonna eat this crab or do these things? No, just but they, I just captured the crab. Like I didn't even know that <laughs> thing was there. I was just filming, yeah. and then all of a sudden I see this guy, this crab walking around. But like I was gonna say is these guides, they don't. They don't care. Like my girlfriend was, or my fiance, Paolo was telling me, she's like, this guy doesn't, usually they get in the water with you. They snorkel with you. This guy's just like, all right, go ahead. And he's sitting on the beach. What if you drowned? What if yeah. you grab something? What if a shark comes Here, I'll in? I'll play you don't it know while we're talking there. one way without stopping it. So people yeah, because it. it's like, and then I was asking her, is this safe for these people? That's the best thing in Ecuador. It's like, yeah, all right, go ahead. 
<laughs> we're watching you right. from the beach. Go ahead. No, this Go looks unbelievable. But that was a, that was the, one of the best parts of my life. Like that guy swimming up to me, and um, he know my son knew everything in this video. Like he was saying, you know, like I was telling you the other day, he knows sea anemones and um, clownfish have symbiotic relationships and stuff. That's like, sweet, like dude. I mean, he's only a little over two years old here. He knows seal puffer fish he knows all this stuff so. yeah yeah well i highly recommend if you're i've a- been buffing up lately too i've had to watch all this shit with him you know i know our minds are so yeah. you know it's like we don't have any of that in there anymore it, he's it's, starting it's to get into up. dinos too which you know we were heavy into dinos when we were kids oh i too. love dinosaurs and i love i love any I, I love turtles so apparently my dad's like the dream of my dad of course he never said it to me he told my girlfriend about it it's like but he apparently his dream was to go to the Galapagos Islands, which I just never ever even knew that. Like, did you ever know that? So take him next time. I told him this guy yeah. won't travel though. Like he oh, wants to yeah. do this stuff, but he won't go anywhere. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but it's I mean... it's it's incredible. Again, it's like if you like animals, this is the place to go. I I, I should have sent you some photos. There's like. There's caves. There's these these sinkholes. It's pretty scenic. I have um, a picture of a cave that you sent me. Why don't we pull that yeah, up? Yeah, that would. Well, apparently they're not caves. They're lava tunnels. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, it's a, so, ooh, a zoom hey. in on Mister. Hey, this guy's pale as Schmeagel. Ale. Hey. Yeah, they're. Uh... How come I can't shrink that? There we go. Yeah, that's uh, so. There's yeah, they're lava tunnels. I, I can tell that. Now, so did peep? Did they do that as for like tourists, or did like a civilization do that? Those steps, like what's going on there? I think they built that because there's lights that go all the way oh, through. Okay. But again, yeah, yeah, yeah. to reiterate my phone, my point, they just go here's the here's the tunnels. I'll see you later. And you get to walk through, like there's no guides or anything. When right. you're in the United States, there's people that are walking right next to you, making sure because everybody's gonna sue. You fall, you sue. Right. You get hit by a shark, you sue. <laughs> you pet a puffer fish, you die. Someone you sue. sue. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but in in Ecuador, they go, all right, here you go. I'll see you later. Which is cool though. I, I you know, yeah. I mean, it's you got to be smart. But yeah, it's a cool. I think. Obviously, a lava uh, flow dug dug that out, and then it dropped. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. No, I mean, so like underneath Easter Island, like you know, the we did those slideshow episodes. They have lava tunnels on there, and that's where a lot of the people would like go down into as for like protection. There was a lot of like tribal warfare, and who knows, probably a lot of other crazy cataclysmic things happening. You know, on the outside too. Um, but yeah, the, they, there's a lot of lava tunnels on Easter Island, similar to this, where people go underground. I mean, if, what else are you going to do on an Island like that? That's pretty much, you better hope that it doesn't like flood either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to get off topic, but there's actually, uh, there's another city in Ecuador called Cuenca and apparently there's ruins there, Inca ruins and like a smaller version. Yeah, of, I sent uh, you that article while you were there. Yeah. They found using lidar. They found another mm-hmm. city in Ecuador, a Mayan, a lost Mayan city in the jungle. Yeah, um, it's pretty spectacular. That's what we're gonna Again, send Ecuador. you next time. We're gonna send you the jungle. Yeah, I, I mean, 
Ecuador, like I said, that's why I prefaced this all by saying I was in uh, Guayaquil and it was beautiful and everything. But this trip was a taste of Ecuador because we went to the city. We went to the Galapagos Islands. We went to Banos, which is it's named after showers because it has these crazy waterfalls. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, um, I know what the I word actually like Banos more than. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> thought I thought Banos was more. Um, this and is the sickest. Are. This is the sickest yeah. picture that you sent me. This is like the Goonies type stuff, where you see these little. Oh walkways. no, dude! This is this is way better than the Goonies, dude. This is unbelievable. The Goonies is like when you went to Oregon and took those shots of that rock off the coast from your, well, your yeah, hiking trip. That there, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, they filmed Goonies on Cannon Beach in that area. But this is called. Uh, in English, it's like the Devil's Falls or something. There's, there's two rocks. One looks Kill like Kill Devil a, Falls. Kind of actually. One looks like a devil's face. Can you make that picture smaller so you can kind of see the whole scope of it? Or hey, yeah. So it's, it was awesome, man. And then you know what's funny is like I proposed to her in downtown um, Galapagos. I got it. She says I don't say it right. Galapagos. <laughs> I mean, it does have a, a, I think, a tilde over the one of the letters. I think the A. It does. It does. And I'm the whitest fool. The, or not a tilde, an accent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tilde. Yeah. I speak like yeah. Quito. I got to say that. I got to learn. I used to be stuff. one. Back in the day, I took advanced. I was in like advanced Spanish when I was younger, but yeah, I forgot all it's the fast. Con- I forgot all the conjugations. Me. Unless you're using it, it's not. I mean,. Well, they yeah, it's they also have uh, male and female, so everything has two words. Um, but this, it was really cool because this picture with the waterfall in the in the uh, the rainbow, that's in Banos, and then later that day, um, that other picture, one of the best pictures I've ever taken, and it was literally in the world of Photoshop and all this junk, like, um, as a landscape photographer, I try not to alter my images because, you know, it's just like, why make something unrealistic? I want to show people what I saw. I don't want to just make it cool. Just so you, to get the what views. did you take this with your iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the iPhone 14. So I flipped it over into uh, raw mode. But you really don't even need to do much to it, honestly. Those phones are incredible in daylight. It's when you get into the darker situations. I traveled super light because if you went back, again, would you try and bring your gear? Uh, there really there was like one part when I wanted to have my gear. I brought my little GoPro for the for the the snorkeling and stuff like that. Yeah. But honest to God, uh, first of all, it's it's a dangerous country so let's, oh, well, let's we'll get into here. that we'll get yeah, into yeah. that in a minute <laughs> the old mind escape country. joke we'll we'll talk about that in a minute the galapagos was not dangerous it's very very safe there you can go and have a good time and walk around and um even if some of the areas aren't developed it's 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 very safe uh in banos is actually the safest city in ecuador so the ambassador this this city I love Banos. It's it's my favorite. And again, this this hotel we stayed in was incredible. Um, they have these these mineral springs. They call them thermal waters. 
and you lay in them and like I have psoriasis and stuff and these little bubbles attached to you. It's crazy. And the next day, the stuff literally was healing my body. It was insane. But um, yeah, it's the fountain of youth, bro. You were there. You didn't even know you should have just stayed. Yeah. Well, I almost had to stay because. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about that. We can talk about that now. So, so, OK, so so while Maurice was there, like this dude does not. I mean, as long as I've ever known you, I've never known you other than going to like Windsor, going to a different country. So no, I've never again. I've seen a lot by hiking the United States, but there is definitely a level of safety, even when you're in the mountains of in Tetons or you know you're in the Oregon or you're in Colorado, twelve thousand feet in the air. You're still in the United States. You still have that feeling of well, at least I can get you know choppered out of here or whatever. Um, being in a third world country. Ecuador is absolutely spectacular, but they do have their, they do have issues with the cartels. And while I was down there, one of the cartels took over a TV station and they held these people live on air at gunpoint. Yeah, actually. So true story. I literally talked to you the day before we were texting. (laughs) I don't know where you were texting me from, but I mean, obviously you had service. Uh Um, so we're texting everything. So you're like, this is beautiful. This is sick, blah, 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 blah. The next thing I know, the next day I'm looking at X, formerly known as Twitter, and mm-hmm. I see all this stuff about Ecuador. And I never see it. You know, you never see shit like that. I mean, you yeah. do, but you don't. You know, you get what I'm saying? So, like, I, I click on some of these things. I'm like, oh, what's going on? It's like they're killing, you know, tourists and civilians and all sorts of crazy stuff. I guess, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what happened was uh, a cartel member escaped jail and they put like an APB out on the guy to get him Oh, no, him back. they didn't escape. They were broken out. Oh, broken out. And and yeah. they went, they wanted, they trying to get the guy back or whatever, you know, and they weren't having it and there was almost like a mini uprising Pablo Escobar style happening down there. So what happened was there was two instances. uh, I don't know if you want to flip back to us talking for a second, but there was two things that happened. The one thing was they broke out some cartel boss out of the prison. And that was in one of the big cities. Then the other thing that happened was what I was talking about is they took over a TV station Mm -hmm. with, with gaunt, like you can see it. There's clips of it. They're it live all on over. The air. Yeah, it was all over the internet. Dude. I was scared. And then I, Crazy. oh, that was the other thing. I was texting Maurice. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, please text me back. I didn't get a text till the next day. I'm, I had diarrhea the, the whole time. Where you know, seriously, <laughs> sorry, I'm like, this, man, this guy leaves the this guy leaves the country once, and he, he gets stuck in like a fucking coup d'état. You know, like, come on. Yeah, well, I was already kind of. We were talking about it earlier about working out and stuff like that. So I, this is like my fifth day of not working out. So I'm already kind of a little bit anxious and uh, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I just, I was, I just climbed this mountain. This, I climbed this thing that was the Mount, the, the volcano is 20,000 feet. I went to 16,000 feet and then I come back and, and, and my fiance is like, Oh, she's looking at her phone. She's like, Oh, this isn't good. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know if I should tell you this. I go, well, you, you, you got to tell me now. And she's like, Oh, this all happened. And 
because the where they took over the TV station is Quito, and that's her home. I was gonna or say that's Quito. It was, in, it was in Guayaquil. That was, and that's where she's from. So. But I remember you saying one of those names and seeing it on the internet. Yeah, like, oh Guayaquil. shit, dude! Yeah, that's why I was yeah, worried yeah. about you. And then there's people on the streets, you know, like executing people. I'm like this. Well, this is, is what nuts. happened. So all that happened, and then when there's a stir the people like see it as an opportunity. So even if they aren't connected to the cartel, they're like, Oh, all this is going on. Let's go out into the streets and rob. Cause there's other distractions going on. So what happened was the cartel did these things. And then all the other smaller criminals were like, all right, it's time to go hog wild. So they all went into the streets and started looting and doing all this other things. So the president goes, look, we're not, we're not, I, I can't swear in here. Can I, I've been swearing. Have you not heard oh. me say? So you guys, like, we're not fucking around. This is what's <laughs> going on. There's a curfew at 5 p.m. If you're out on the streets, we can legally kill you. So get in your houses, because as soon as 5 p.m. comes, the military they rolled the, the tanks police, out. No, I the saw military the military is rolling yeah. through the city and killing anyone that's out there. I was like, Jesus, these guys aren't messing around. What the hell? We saw like convoys of military guys like going into battle and shit. I'm like, this. Paolo's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I love this. Fuck them, kill them all. Like, because oh again, God. These, because dude, these terrorist guys. No, are I, I, yeah, no, no I'm saying that. this is insane. This is yeah. scary. I didn't. I mean, because you made it. You played it. You downplayed it to me when I was texting you. Well, I mean, I was, I was, trying to see people I was worried like, too. Cause mom like, is like freaking out. I mean, she has no yeah. control over what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, I was texting Nads, your business partner, too. Yeah, like, he what was the telling fuck? me that you were freaking out. I yeah, go, oh, dude. Uh, well, what do you, dude? I mean, you're like my best friend and basically like a brother. Why wouldn't I be worried about you? You know. So what was actually good about what we were doing is, we went to that mountain the day all this happened, and then we were going up to this. It's like. It's like, you know, Chicago or New York, that's where all the crime was going on. And then we were going to the upper, you know, countryside that's way far away from any of that's why I, I was actually honest about that. I was like, we're going to the safest place we can be. And what was really cool was the taxi driver guy. He's like, this is amazing because I took your call. And now because I'm driving you, I'm getting out of the city because we were in Quito. We spent the night in Quito, which we stayed in this 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 hotel it was the nicest hotel i've ever been in my life but it's a little bit outside of quito so it's like um what sucked was well it didn't suck so we went up to this crazy hotel with the thermal waters and that's where we saw that other rainbow beautiful beautiful place luna volcano is the name of it amazing and then she's like what do you want to do because our tour this tour was going to come and take us around Banos and then drive us back to Quito. And then we were going to go explore all of Quito. But the, 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 uh, the event, the, the tour got canceled. So I was like, let's just stay here another night. I go, whatever. It's a little, it's, it's a couple hundred hours, but this place is incredible. So I'll pay, we'll Every pay. Every time you say Quito, I think of Frankito from Quito. it's always sunny and Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it actually all worked out for the best. Like, um, we got to stay another night at this hotel and stay in the thermal waters. And then we found a, a guy that drove us I mean, us it all looked unbelievable there. You, you're like, this is where I am. I'm like, oh, well, then I don't have to worry. But, like, you're still not that far from, you know. We were about four hours away from This is family. what I'm worried about. Something like that, like, how much control does the, like, you know, and the internet can blow stuff up too, you know. But, it, like, 
with those countries, it could, what if those, the, you know, the cartels or military took over the whole thing? I mean, then you're in a position where it's like, you have to try and sneak. They're not out. coming up there, bro. There's nothing up in those mountains <clears> like, <throat> besides the waterfalls and stuff like, again, though. Yeah. Well, the problem was we have to go back and fly. Well, that's what I'm saying. How are you getting out of the country? That was what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's again, like we have a friend who's just like anti, he hates I don't want to say certain words that just block our page. He has a problem with a lot of the, the, the politics that go on here. And, uh, he needs to go to this country for like a two, like send him there for a month. He'll come back. He'll be kissing the ground when he gets to that Fort Lauderdale airport. Cause I do it too. Like, again, I love this. I, mean, I love the adventure and I yeah. love the, the country of Ecuador. It's amazing, but you don't even realize how good you have it living in the United States, being born into the United States. You can do whatever you want. You can get a job. If you have the willpower to work, you can do anything. You The sky literally is the limit. And people sometimes, you get complacent no matter where you are. So again, I like going out and I love backpacking and pushing myself and doing these things because making yourself uncomfortable has been a proven thing to help you live longer, to help your reward systems. But Traveling out of country, it's 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 a little scary, but it's a little bit it's it's you, you appreciate what you have way more, I think. Yeah, man. Like I said, I was super nervous for you. Um, <laughs> I, I think mean, you even, were more worried than I was, man. Well, even well, even though the so like, I mean, you didn't you have to go to that place where they were talking about to get to leave, like from the airport? Like, even if that had just happened and they say it's okay, I would still be super fucking nervous. So, the, so what was actually good is like, okay, Quito, there's an airport in Quito, but it's not in the actual city. It's a half an hour away. So it isn't really in the downtown. Also, the airports there are literally the most safe. If you're worried, the airports are the safest places you can be in those big cities. And they're always outside of the big city. Like you're from, you're, you know, Detroit. So, you know, the Detroit airport, it's not in the downtown Detroit. Like think about it like that. If right. riots happened in Detroit and you were at the airport, right? that's a big difference between being downtown and being at the airport, and that's exactly right. how their cities are set up too. So, yeah, I was concerned. I, was, I just wanted to get home. But then it's – so then I'm battling my own neuroses. I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to get home. I want to be safe. But it's like, look at this. You're in paradise. So it was literally a lesson to be learned. Where not only that, but not, you're, you know, your future wife's still there too, or that's where she's she is, you know? Yeah, she well, she lives in a gated community in in Guayaquil, so it's like to get, even get into her community, you have to call, you have to have passes, right. you have to be called in. They open up the doors, and she has like a little mini city in there, which is nice. She calls it her bubble, but yeah, it's a shame, man. It's and it's not the majority of people down there are amazing people with the warmest heart. Like when I met my fiance and her friend. I was like, is this, are they trying to do something? Like, are they trying to trick me with how nice they are? But they, it, it's like, that's just how these people are. It's crazy. It's, they're so warm. Again, uh, the American dollar, their, they, their money is American, is United States dollars. So that's, you, you get, you tip somebody a couple bucks and they're like, wow, they're just so grateful for that. Oh, they and take U.S. currency there? That's what runs, yeah, they, they run on U.S. Mm. currency, which is nice, um, and like I said, you, if you open up yourself and, and just kind of, I, I, I'm so used to tipping 20%, like that's not what they do down there. If you tip 5%, they're 
they they're ecstatic. They're like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." I was like, "Dude, really? That's all you gotta get." I mean, I've been in the service industry when I was younger and in my early twenties. So, I mean, I always tip people well, but I tip, I tip 20% I also period. Yeah, it's like I, awful. No, I do I too. I, I try and, you know, go a little bit more than that, especially if it's like a nicer place or I felt like I got exceptional service, but yeah, I mean, there are times where you're like, what, what is this? You know? So like, what do you do? I still do it, but it's just like, it doesn't feel as good doing it, you know? Yeah. But like I said, you know, I can't say like, I, I don't want to prepare. I don't want to propel people from going there. Cause the island, the Galapagos Islands are oh, they're so good. They're so unbelievable. And that city of Banyo, like literally, I've been all over the United States. I think the only, you know, crazy place I've haven't been is like Montana and California, as far as scene, scenery and stuff. Um, it's it's different. It's not like the United States. It's a whole nother. It's old. It's a volcano. It's it's a different part of the world and. What's oh yeah, cool let's picture is, the, the picture of you here. Let's pull it off of you at the volcano. Yeah, this is Cotopaxi. This is the second highest volcano. Um, this thing here? Which actually, there's a, a volcano there. Um, damn, I, 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 what's the name of this? Why is this showing up on the thing? Um. Yeah, I uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, Chimborazo. How, how tall was it? Chimborazo is literally the highest. It's the highest point from the from the center of the Earth, because the world is like a. Uh, it's a more of a. I guess a sphere. Yeah. This is okay. So this is Cotopaxi. This is. You can see at the bottom there, it's 19,300 feet. I mean, that's massive. That's There's nothing in the the lower 48 that tall. There's a mountain in, in Alaska that's around that, but I went up to 16,000 feet. That's the highest I've ever been, even in Colorado and stuff. I think the highest mountain in... in uh, Did you get lightheaded at all or no? I, I was going, you know, it's funny as we were with this group and he's the guy's like, it takes about an hour to get to the base camp. And I was like, all right, I, I, I ran up this thing compared to these people. Like I was, I was up and down before they even got to the top. Well, these I mean, think what, think what we grew cool. up doing on our camping trip, running up and down those sand dunes in Michigan that are like basically a cliff face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm checking out Denali. So Denali is twenty thousand feet. It's the highest mountain in the United in North America. That's in Alaska. So that's literally the pretty much the same height. It's like a hundred. Uh, it's probably like it's six or seven hundred feet taller than that volcano. But there's another volcano called uh, Chimborazo, and like I said, it's twenty thousand seven hundred feet. But because of the location, it's higher than Mount Everest because it's, it's, it's further from the center of the earth than Mount Everest. And they explain it. It's because, like I said, the earth is kind of squished down. It's not like a perfect ball. So it's kind of squished. And then in the middle, Ecuador is off to the side. So it's further from the center, which is pretty cool. 
I also went to the center of the earth, which is pretty interesting. Ooh. Yeah, so did you get like tanner because you were the closest to the sun? Dude, I was in when I was in the Galapagos Islands, I it was cloudy. It like it was like a rain day almost, and I was burned to a crisp. I was like, Jesus. I didn't put Sizzle anything on. Sizzle that psoriasis off, baby. <laughs> it burned that patch right <laughs> off. No, it was crazy. So then yeah, the sun. They call, the it, they call them Scratch cool. Adams, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Patch Adams. They both work. Um, the sun at the equator, yeah, it's it's not a joke, bro. Like, it's crazy though because I went through all these different things. Like, I I was at this place, Cotopaxi. That's a mountain, twenty thousand feet in the air. The day before, I was down in the Galapagos snorkeling in a in a beach. So I went from beach to a mountain. The only thing we didn't see is the Amazon. They have the rainforest. It's incredible. They have all kinds that they say. That's what they say is Ecuador has every single type of of land from beach to mountain to rainforest. Like every type of uh, climate zone. Exactly. Which is, I think it's the only place in the world that has all of them. It's pretty cool. But yeah, next time we'll go to the Amazon. Is that where the um, cloud, cloud rainforests are? Let me see. Is that what I'm thinking? Um, that does sound familiar. Because that might be cool to go to next time if you go there. Yeah. Cl- the cloud forest. Where is this place? Looking around here. You know what was really cool is I looked at my watch when I was at the equator, the middle of the earth. And it, I mean, obviously it's going to say this, but it was just cool to see that it's a zero, zero, zero on your, on your, on my watch. It was pretty funny. Oh, really? Yeah. When you're at the, I don't know where, what the heck this thing is. I don't know. Um, no, I really want to go to the, uh, there's a really cool hike to a glacier lake. That's another thing we didn't get to do. I mean, we did so much in 10 days. It's incredible. Oh, no, the cloud rainforest is in Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the only thing I haven't done in Ecuador is uh, go to that city, Cuenca, which has those Inca ruins, which would be sweet. And then I really didn't get to travel around uh, – uh, Quito that much they have these really crazy old churches there that are like build a gold they're, they're like solid gold and stuff and again it's crazy it's just this old Spanish vibe um, I told you there's a like a ancient mystery thing in that area too Taos Cave T-A-Y-O-S Caves uh, supposedly that that's where the copper scrolls and Dr. or uh, Father Crespi, I think is his name. He's very crispy. Um, yeah, supposedly there's these caves and he found they found these scrolls and all these artifacts. I, I mean, people have tried to debunk it. I don't know where it stands. I've never really put that much time into looking into it. But I know like Buzz Aldrin and people have made like expeditions down because you have to go like spelunking and it's super dangerous because it's like in this crazy cave system that goes straight down like hella far before you even get to like the zone where you can then go anywhere. 
Yeah, I was talking to my cousin. I showed him this cave in Vietnam. It's like six miles long. I go, this is where we should go next. What's this? <laughs> is this Banos? You see. Yes. So this is the thermal waters, mineral waters, something. What a view. In the Again, in that little pool or yeah, so there's three. Every pool they have, like, they're different temperatures. So they run but, the natural stuff into, or they have created this water. They so they're built. It's built on the side of this mount, this this volcano, and then they tap into the oh, thermal okay. waters that are coming out of the volcano, and then they heat them uh, and pump them into the pool. It's crazy though. You you lay in it, and like all these bubbles attach to your body, and you like feel it. It's like tingly. It's cool, but. The thermal waters aside, look at this view you have. Like you swim to the edge of that thing and you look. That city that you see down in that canyon, that is the actual city of Banos. It's in that valley. That's sweet. Super cool. It's like all farmland. How Again, I, it's like, that, that mountain's probably massive behind that city too. Those two mountain peaks back there. Yeah, once you get up into there, I, I think we were about six or 7,000 feet in the air. The city of Quito is 8,000 feet. So the city of Quito is similar to like Aspen, um, very high up. Like, dude, Quito is, it's like mountainous like that. When I was flying in, I'm like, this is the Ecuador. Cause you, in your mind, you just, I don't know. I wasn't thinking, uh, why is like where the river is. It's where all the industrial stuff is. Uh, it's where all the shipping and all that kind of stuff. It's the main hub where all the the commerce and everything is is around and that's where all the people are that and then Quito is the similar but Quito is crazy cuz it's like all built into the mountain and stuff there's an angel on one of the mountains kind of like the one in Brazil um and then there's these crazy churches that we didn't get to see because the you know the city was on lockdown so yeah so next time are you going to an ayahuasca ceremony that would probably be more in the Amazon, but yeah, um, that would, I, I don't know. Do you want to mess with your brain? I mean, do you, right. I don't no, know. No. <laughs> oh, you've become a scientist, huh? Yeah. No, but I'm just fucking around. But honestly, um, do they have, is there tribes and indigenous people and shamans and stuff in that area that do that or no is that does that not even happen in there yeah well my girlfriend doesn't she knows about like alcohol obviously but she doesn't know anything about any you know substances besides ayahuasca like she's like oh yeah she i mean they call it something different but obviously they know about it because it's someone's practicing it it's it's a it's a it's a cultural thing it's not her culture because these are, we're talking about Indians that are, you know, the ancient people that live there. It's not like you go to, you go to these, these cities, they're, they're developed. They have TV and internet and everything. And it's not like you're in the backwoods, but apparently you go into the Amazon. Um, and you got to obviously go at your own risk. Cause there's some serious, you don't want to mess with some of these people. They might blow a dart into your neck and, uh, my God, or some real Indiana Jones type. Show. Oh, I remember watching this 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 Joe Rogan episode, and there were guys talking. He's like, "If you hear weird animal sounds, watch out because it's people." They're Look at this emulating picture. them. I want to yeah, beat you. Is... I want to beat you up in this picture, dude. <laughs> dude this... Wait, let's zoom in. 
Again, you get on this swing, <laughs> and this guy, like, you don't know how safe this shit is. This guy just starts throwing you over this mountain. I'm like, dude, this is when it was starting to calm down. It looks like it. I, I guess it does look. At first, it looked like vines. I'm like, dude, you are taking some massive risks yeah. here. But. <laughs> no, I was crying, dude. We did a uh, what's it called? A zipline thing, and I was a thousand times more scared on that swing. Because at least the zip line, you feel good. You're connected with cables and, and, and carabiners and stuff, and it's all metal and, like, real real stuff. That thing is literally a swing, and this guy just starts hucking you. And then he gets he keeps pushing you further and further. I believe it, dude. He's really yeah. bungeeing you off. But um, it's just this stuff is crazy. Like, you look out, and it's This it's is beautiful. This, yeah, this is a beautiful pick right here. I like the shafts of light coming from like the left down to the center through the rainbow. Do you see that? Yeah, that's like That's it. It was like it was just sprinkling a little bit and these rainbows are so vibrant and incredible. But yeah, it was a good just to kind of sum things up here. It was a great great time to propose um all the rainbows and stuff I think are a good sign. But what an adventure. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I think she was very excited and surprised. She didn't know what was happening. I mean, we didn't really even talk I mean, about I, the, the proposal. I, I I've only met her now a couple, or I've only seen her a couple times, but I love her. She's awesome. I think she's perfect for you. Um, Thank you. And look, man, you've done a lot of work on yourself. You're a completely different person. Like, I think we're both different in different ways, but you're a completely different person than when we started Mind Escape. Just like your habits... You know, drinking, smoking weed, partying, yeah. doing whatever, being a, a, a doucher sometimes. You know, well, I have nothing against that. If you want to, yeah. like, I'll have a brew from time to time. I had some. No, no, no. But I, I just mean like you—you you were, you know, you were not in a good headspace. Yeah, I was getting term. a little off the rails yeah. again. I was kind of living off these, not to blame being in a band or anything, but this lifestyle. It's just, a, it's a crude. I don't know. Artists really do gravitate towards substances. Again, we're trying to change our perceptions. We're trying to think outside the box. I understand it, but as a human being, you develop these things and your, your molecular structure actually changes every seven years. I think people that run into a lot of issues, mental issues and these kind of things, when they're changing, they won't let go of these traits that they've developed. And that just becomes this, this issue. You know, one of our cousins has kind of, he just, he does, he didn't, he hasn't changed. You always got to be changing. And, uh, Mm-hmm. 100%. You gotta push yourself to, into the uncomfortable zone to rise up and uh, to to kind of push yourself into the next phase of your life. There, are, people call them chapters or seasons of your life, and you just gotta let go of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. Not that drinking every day served me, but you, I got it out of my system. Um, but. Yeah, and it's not just about that. It's just who you are too. You're very, you're way more mindful of yourself and your surroundings and the things that you do affecting other people. And I mean, I think you're a more sensitive person than you used to be. You used to not give a shit about anything, or not to be a dick, but just like you know, you you came in, you did your thing, you didn't oh, care. That's, you know? See, that's that's a that's not true because I did care, and that was the problem. Is I would oh, go okay. out and I would go, I'd get crazy, and then I'd wake up, and then then the regret. And then I'm living in this lower vibration of what did I say? Whoa, Who did yeah. I offend? I would always put the joke above anybody else. And that was a trait that I've, that I 
adapted in high school. And I actually feel really, really bad about that, that I would make jokes and have fun at people's expense. Cause I thought, Oh, I'm bringing joy to these other people. That wasn't the right way of thinking. But again, you know, you're a kid, you don't you really know. Or, yeah. You can't go back to that. I mean, you, all you can do is become a better person and put the the good energy out there and what you've learned and grown and that kind of a thing. I wasn't talking about that. I just mean like, and I don't mean you're, you're a shitty person. I just mean like, no, I was off the rail. Don't you don't have to go back. I mean, I was walking you know, around with a, with a, yeah, with a yeah. tape recorder trying to tape. I, I thought I was some, some comedic <laughs> genius that was taking it to the streets. Yeah, yeah. It was out of control, bro. But again, sometimes I'm, I'm very, very blessed that that was my rock bottom was waking up and saying, Oh my God, what did I say to that person? Instead of, Oh my God, what the hell happened? Like I hurt somebody or I, I did something bad. But again, for me, it wasn't this aha, wake up. I hit rock bottom. I have to make a change for me. It was a gradual change of things. Um, and it, a lot of it, to bring it back to what we were talking about in the beginning was, was, a, was a hinged on my, my friend's passing because I saw what, what happened to him. And I'm like, life is very fragile. And if you're not careful, not that I was off the rails, I was already kind of dialing back at that point, but then seeing that just pushed me into the other direction. And I was just like, there's so much more to offer in life. And I get, I get high from other things not this partying thing. Like I, there's other things that get me off. And I think if people can, can hone that in, that's the only way you're getting off substances is if you can find a replacement. Well, you found your craft, you know, like the photography stuff and like you always had music, but that's like you said, that's different. You're with other people. There's influences, there's situations, there's things happening. But I think when you become like accountable to yourself as a creative mine like you were like i'm gonna do this photography thing just like i said i'm gonna do this podcast thing not that you don't do it too but you haven't taken it as seriously as i have and you take photography very very seriously and you look at what you've done you know so it's like you've become accountable to yourself and you've put in the time you know it's become your your techne you know so yeah i mean look man you're you're a sick photographer and if anybody in the detroit area listening to this you know go check out his instagram and uh follow him and hire him if you need somebody yeah it's almost again i try and push it more into the video because the the photography is just because of what you can do on a photoshop i can with one click i can put a rainbow in a sky but that's that's for me to know like if you see a photo of mine it's what i saw and that's something i can hang my hat on I'm not saying that if you make a digital, you know, visual aid, that's not a piece of art because you can make some crazy sick things in Photoshop, but for landscape photography, it's, it's just not the same. Like I was talking to our uncle, uh, the other day and yesterday, and he, he was telling me what actually went into developing film back then. And I was like, wow, that sounds easy. We were both cry laughing because it's the most complex. You really want to have to, you really want to develop this film because you're in a dark room. And I like, took black and white photography in college. And yeah, I mean, I did the dark room stuff and it's, uh, it's not easy. I mean, I don't remember any of it. If you told me like, Hey, how do you do this now? I, yeah. I would not remember, but I remember doing it. I mean, I remember getting a Minolta, black and white film and going and doing it and then you know exposing you know and 
Yeah, it's interesting. No, it fun. It sounds, yeah, it's, and you can manipulate yeah. through that process, which you can't. I mean, you can do digitally, obviously, but it's like a art to yeah, do dodging it. and the burning, where you hold yeah. the light on it yeah. longer. Like that. Again, it's such a pure. Back then, it's like you, if you want to do it, you really gotta want to do it. Now, anybody and their brother's mother can grab a camera. But I'm also thankful for that because I wouldn't have been able to make short films and things like that because it's like the editing would have been it would be impossible to get a film camera and edit it and all that kind of stuff you have to you have to embrace technology I know we should do an episode on technology coming up because you have your uh, worries and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with any of that kind of stuff, but I forgot about that rant. I went on like, a, <laughs> Hey guys going to scare me here. Attack apocalypse rant yeah, 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 yeah. to, to uh, Maurice one day. I was just freaking out about everything and an arm came out of my phone and slapped me. <laughs> in the face. A robotic one at that. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I do have my concerns. I don't think I'm not, it's not like a worry, like, Oh, AI, you know, they're going to become conscious and then do this. I, I think it's more along the lines of just replacing things and becoming this like lazy society. I do think that there is something to, I don't know. I, I we, we can talk about it in a different, like you said, a different episode, but I mean, what are you interested in going forward? Like we've talked about so many things from, you know, endogenous psychedelics to exogenous psychedelics to, um, you know, the craziest of ancient mysteries to debunking certain mysteries from, you know, Gobekli Tepe to, you know. I love that kind of stuff. Again, I'd love to. Uh, I'm just saying, like, we've covered so many topics, like any mystery, you know, or metaphysics of the mind type thing. I mean, we've looked at it. It's like, what are, what are you looking forward to going forward, you know, when you have a chance to get on here? I Well, I'd like to start discussing... The tech, I think the technology stuff could be a really nice little rabbit hole to go down. Just to, your Lord, the and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the the, the advantages, <laughs> the disadvantages. Uh, what do you accept? What do you deny? That kind of thing. Coming from a guy who's running a uh, a visual company, visual aid company, you know, digital advertising and stuff like that. Using, well, you're you're a part of it too because you kind of work in social media, so you're you're there mm-hmm. and you, you're seeing stuff and. Uh, that's, that's, that's always kind of interesting is what's what's the next step for our society um, where the, the vertical video is becoming more predominant and people in Korea are just shooting music videos and vertical and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, so I was texting with Nads about that too, like for like YouTube Live, you know, like that vertical, like when I've tried to upload onto YouTube Live, it like always cuts off the side. So it's obviously only works with the vertical. Um mm-hmm. But I well, also think we could have a. But what, why a, do you think like that? Does I don't like the way that looks. Like I would rather see the landscape. If I'm being honest, look right. at the view we're in right now. I could make this, I can make this view to our people like more vertical, which maybe some people would like that. I like the way this looks better though. Listen, I fight tooth and nail. I'm so used to being taught as a as a videographer. Um, you were taught to put the camera on the side that it was made for. Now everything is tilted up. Thank God the newer cameras that I've purchased have that ability to shoot with the full sensor on the side. Some of my stabilization equipment doesn't doesn't isn't compatible with that though. So it's I I actually I find it kind of cool. It's kind of a breath of fresh air because it's like I don't know, it's like almost this new style of music that's being invented and I already kind of have the chops and it's like 
okay, use the, now you're shooting all in vertical. It's different. How do you get creative with that? How do you create depth with that? How do you use that? So there's a part of me that's actually quite kind of excited about that. Um, it's a new way of doing things. So it's just like anything in life. You could look at it as a negative. You could look at it as a, as a positive. Um, I was thinking, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I, we don't have to get into it right now, but it's like the new, a short film might be a feature film soon because people's attention spans are going down and down and down. And Hollywood is having her long, big issues with movies and dumping millions of dollars. It's like, it's either super successful or it's not at all. Oh, I'll like never no watch uh, Flower Moon with my wife because she'll never be able to stand stay up for. I mean, we would we would <laughs> yeah, well, literally ha- we would have to watch it by the time we're done with work and put it, our son to bed and we're ready to hang out or whatever. We get like an hour, maybe two hours, uh, before you know she goes to bed. I'm kind of more of a night owl, but um, it's a long, it's an it's an investment. But, but it's three and a half hours or like almost four hours. You know, well, what was the other one with? Um, uh, on uh, the Irishman. Yeah, that was super long. That's this guy's super this long. guy's going the opposite way. He goes, "You're gonna watch little minute long clips. I'm gonna make <laughs> yeah. a four hour movie." Oh, you're gonna Let's make you're I'm gonna make here. a hour long comic book movie? Yeah, no, I'm gonna make a four hour long film, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, he's the I, again. He's the old way, and you know what's funny about that is essentially I have a production company, but essentially we're a marketing company. So I was watching, I don't watch normal TV, so I never see commercials. I was watching the football game last night. These ads are the worst thing. I watched this Schwab ad. I wanted to jump in the TV and attack somebody. Cause it was so, you could tell it was some old dude who's like, this is funny. It's like, this is, this doesn't appeal to anybody, bro. This doesn't appeal to anybody. And then there's a couple of these other ads. It's like the worst. One of them was a music thing. Or it was, it was for like a shop, like a grocery shopping thing on your, on, he's like, I'm at the football game and I'm at the grocery store. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, Instacart, something like that. Instacarts. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I go, this is just bad, dude. I go, I, I, you don't want your commercial to make me angry. That's not a good way to sell a product, but maybe yeah. I'm the minority in that. I don't know, man. Did you enjoy that Instacart ad? I mean, I don't know the one you're specifically talking about. That's exactly the one. He goes, "I'm was, at the football." Game. No, no, I, I know what it. I just, ba- I, I put it together what you were talking about based on what you were saying, but I didn't yeah. see the specific ad. So I was talking to my business partner. I'm like, "This is, these people don't get it." And we deal with a lot of customers where they're ha- they have one foot in the new way with social media and stuff, but then they have another foot in this other way, and it's like you're you're spending fifty to a hundred thousand dollars on advertisement being in magazines yeah, it's and like tiktok and meets madison ad, avenue or something yeah. You know? yeah so i that kind of stuff in the next five years it's going to be all micro content and different ways to get into people's and let me tell you something maurice knows news. about micro i know micro now where's that magnifying glass <laughs> you lay this thing down next to some micro machines Remember the micro machines? Oh yeah, it's like Godzilla. Dude, I don't know if they, I don't know if they make them anymore. I mean, they seem pretty small. I feel like we shouldn't have even been yeah, playing was, with them. Quite the choking hazard. <laughs> yeah. is the micro. I love those things. That, that made uh, out of pure, you know, something terrible for <laughs> your health or something. Yeah. Well, if someone breaks into your house during Christmas, you can put them in front of your window. The old McAllister. Um, yeah, yeah. No man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I don't even. So I'm really gonna get into. I like 
evolution and this animal stuff. I mean, I like all that kind of stuff. Like, what separates us from the animal kingdom, if anything, you know? And oh, like, I have tons on that. That I homo naledi. Did you ever watch that Cave of Bones that I told you to check out? Yeah, I did, but it was a... Uh... It was an adult film. I think I typed in the wrong, the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, um, no, but so like all that kind of stuff, you know, like were these primitive pre, you know, were these pre-human hominins, you know, aware, like were they thinking about like these rituals or was it just something like, hey, let's get this body out of, out of the way so like animals don't come in and kill us all or, you know, like let's- what... You know, it could have been anything, but that's fun to speculate that there was like a ritual and these things were buried like that, you know. And if that's the case, you know, maybe the idea of metaphysics and something more is not just a human thing, but maybe other species or animals have had it too, you know. Well, that's like me and my therapist, we really get into that kind of stuff. Uh, that'd be actually interesting to have him on. I don't know if that's a conflict of his interest or not. Being a we just ask him my... about your mental health. Yeah, time. yeah. Like, so we, we, we have changed plans here. How crazy is this guy? He starts no, farting no, like cause... in the Adam Sandler and uh, yeah. what's it? Uh, he's like, that. that's you, like sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because like we talk a lot about how we've evolved so fast that the animal side of us hasn't really caught up to the evolutionary, you know, the non-animal, I guess, side of us. And that's where you're seeing a lot of these anxieties from people. It's the disconnect, um, disconnect yeah, of having exactly, to survive exactly. every day, disconnect of having to create your own food every, you know, like people want food, but they don't realize where it all comes from, you know, and not right, just right, in like right, a way right, like, right. oh, you don't know where your food comes, but like if you had to go kill your own chicken or kill your own cow or whatever to eat that night, you would have a very different relationship with food than, you know, or even plant your own garden, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So, no, and it, it, it's not even about religion or whatever, like praying. People always associate that with religion, but I've also been very look, you don't have to be a vegetarian. I, I think you can eat meat, but be grateful that this animal gave its life for you. Um, and again, that's where the prayer comes in. Like, you don't have to be into praying to a particular religion, but just being there and grateful that this animal gave its life so you could progress and that is the norm i think me personally that's the order of things i have nothing against vegetarian everything has to eat everything has to eat something to survive absolutely absolutely and some of these people like some of these vegetarians and stuff like that it's like you know how much you know how many animals you're killing by them spraying crops i think a lot of people know no not even that the the plows dude they kill all all the any type of mice mole rat anything that's in in the ground there so yeah i mean that i think that argument's pretty well known out there i don't hear many people that are vegan or vegetarian complaining anymore because i think they realize like hey they've got really no ground to stand on other than like a moral ground of separating animals from plants but then again even even then you still are killing things in the process they just might be small or rodent things or insects whatever you know well then you get down to the nitty-gritty it's like well they say plants have they say mollusks actually have less awareness than plants do so actually you should be eating clams and stuff i think it i think it i think it depends on the mollusk probably because you know I think there's some pretty smart mollusks. Yeah, there. I know. That's why I was like, I don't even know about that. But again, like you have to yeah. take whatever you learn as a grain of salt. But yeah, again, I I shouldn't be saying anything because I'm not out there hunting. But to be the top 
to be able to not say a word is like, if, if I was like, all right, I go out, I shoot a deer. When I shoot that deer, I go to its body. I pray over it. Like I'm very connected that I know that I had to take its life for me to live and my children to survive. That's so, like the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, you definitely feel bad. I mean, I, have you ever been hunting? Like hunting? No, I've hunting? never hunted, but again, I used to think it was very barbaric and it's like, oh, how yeah. could you kill a deer and all this stuff? But it's like, look, dude, you're eating steak. <laughs> This animal was, you know what I mean? Like it was massacred essentially, unless I, I don't know. I get this butcher box stuff. I don't know how they say that they're no, they're not. This is not an ad for butcher box, even though every podcast. I I research what their farms look like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, It sounds like they're pretty humane. I've been hunting once, like one, like we went pheasant hunting. I I did shoot a pheasant. We ate it. I mean, this was, Mm -hmm. I think it was like 14 or 15 um, it was an interesting experience. I remember my shoulder being super sore from the shotgun blasts from skeet shooting and then going hunting and stuff, Just not my thing. You know, um, yeah. the thing that really turned me off was they like, you know, make sure they're dead by like twisting their neck all the way around, like snapping it and like that kind of, that's brutal. But at the same time, yeah. no, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just being on it. Like that's what you know, for me, cause I wasn't used to it or whatever. And again, it's not like I understand that, you know, that stuff has to be done and there's way worse things that, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that's a brutal aspect of it, no doubt. And, uh, I don't get the eggs thing though. Cause I get my eggs from this farm. I, I can actually, I don't know if you're a big egg guy, but the next time I go, I can pick you up. It's yeah. I love eggs. Chickens, they're walking around. Like they walk up to your car. You have to like, are they the ones with the like the or- orangier yolks? It's incredible. It's so creamy, but you yeah. go, and it's a you Cadbury see egg. That this isn't a fertilized animal. So whatever you're whatever you're eating is not a fertilized anything. Oh it's no, like, an, an egg is not. You would have to do a lot of stuff to even get the thing going in there. I mean, the, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos of. You can. There's a video I watched online where they had like a shell cracked in half, and the sac was mm-hmm. still in there, and they were injecting like food or whatever it needs in there daily, and it shows like the time lapse of this thing to even get it to like where it's like even like a little thing in there where you can see anything is like you know takes a bit it's not like it's there already so it's in it's a crazy place though it's five dollars for a dozen again i now i'm aware of it just because it says they're free range it means that they're just outside but they're still crammed together so then you have to look at how many acres does each bird have it's like all right i'm just going to this place it's five bucks it's a little expensive but the other stuff's like eight or nine for a a good egg and these are way better than those um I love eggs. I eat them every day. So that's a big part of my protein intake is eggs. But yeah, again, I, I I used to be so against hunting and then now I understand it's like, if you treat it as this ritual and really appreciate it can be anything too. Not just, I mean, like I, I've completely changed my relationship with food since my experience. Not that I was doing anything crazy, but like I said, sometimes I work late nights or I'm up late. And sometimes if I'm done with work at like nine or 10 or whatever, I'll eat dinner then or used to at least, Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just not helping me and I wouldn't eat breakfast. So I'd eat like a later lunch and a later dinner, which wasn't helping me at all. So, yeah. uh, yeah, now I've, I started eating breakfast for the first time since I was probably in high school and I started eating banana and this, like those, like I said, the lion's mane and reishi and those mushroom supplements and stuff like that. And like this mushroom tea. So that's awesome. Yeah. And anything that's fermented, the pickles, the sauerkraut, uh, is great for the the gut biome. Again, with psoriasis, they say 
The skin doctors won't tell you because they want you to buy. You've tried everything. I remember coming to this stuff. kid's house. He's like, I got kombucha and the yeah. this thing I was looks like breast milk on my arm. This at one thing point, looks bro. like barf in a. <laughs> kombucha is delicious, but there's a vinegar in it, and that actually yeah, Vic vinegar. Uh, hey man, you might want to start taking a shot of apple cider vinegar every day. Hugh Honey and Vic vinegar. Little Hugh Honey, little Vic. Honey and vinegar, real blood. Have you ever seen that? It's always sunny episode. It's amazing, bro. Yeah. I gotta be able to get these things because I watch the Seinfelds over and over, and I love it. And now yeah. I need to see this other show. I don't know I though. I've, I try since I do like. I have. I know Curbs coming out with a new season. I haven't seen the it. last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in the promo it shows like a UFO landing with like an alien coming out, <laughs> and he like gives this thing like a hug. You know. Yeah, I did um, see that, that movie. The. Uh, the new Wes Anderson with that alien. Yeah, wasn't that alien weird? Yeah. What was that? Was that a special effect? Like, what was going on there? I think it's a. He loves his claymation. Stuff, it was like so. a Nightmare Before Christmas in like a real yeah. movie. It was like one of those characters, but an alien in like a real movie. It was weird. But that's exactly what that movie is. It's like they're actors in the play. It was. It was pretty cerebral. Yeah, it was. It, it was bizarre. Part. Yeah, it was. I, I. I thought it was pretty good, but. Um, I like his stuff. Yeah, I uh, I like that movie. I, some of his stuffs, I don't know, but yeah, some of you know, it's hit or miss with him. Yeah, some of his um, earlier stuff is phenomenal. But yeah, man, I'm 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 looking for new mysteries and stuff, and I guess you know through doing the show, I discovered a lot of mysteries too, or things that I found mysterious that I wouldn't have known, but. Yeah, like the evolution, like where do we come from, kind of a thing, and I'd like to re go back through maybe some of the more mystical stuff too, and just see if there's any nuggets in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm really on this uh, vibration thing. Um, Mister Vibrations. Mister Vibrations. Uh, this uh, Neville Goddard, that's his name. His I, I'm Neville Smoddard, yeah, we, that guy's. You know who? Guy. You know who's the biggest Neville? Yeah, Goddard yeah, guy. I do I'll hook I you do. up, Brian or yeah, not I Brian. Know, yeah, know. Brian, the guy that we've had on the show from. Uh, what's his shout out to Brian Scott? Uh, reality, There's another guy that I've Reality Revolution lot. Channel. Okay. That's what it is. He does like my like like meditations, guided meditations, but he'll read like Neville Neville Goddard stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. So isn't it like, is it's like religious mysticism kind of? Yeah. It's more about visualization. Like you want to, you know, see yourself in the life that you, it's a part of it is being very happy. Again, it's back to this prayer thing, but not religious prayer. I, his, his stuff is a little religious, but it's more about just being very appreciative of where you are, what you have living in the have not living in the want and I always bring it to the vibrations because it's an easy way to describe it. It's like if you want to live in the – if you have visions of how you want your life to be, you have to literally be living in that life already because you'll attract what you're in. So like tuning a station and the phone – like if if the Lamborghini is on 94.7 and you're tuned into 89X, you know – you're not going to have the Lamborghini because you're not on the same frequency. So you got to get over to that mm-hmm. 94.7. You got to get that classic yeah. rock going, bro. Uh, no, I I get it, man. You gotta you gotta dial in, tune up. Um, but even if you don't get that stuff, it's more about just being comfortable with what you're having. I'm really just about 
I wake up every morning and I look in the mirror and I tell myself I love myself every single day. And every time I do it, I feel I start laughing at myself because I'm like, what am I doing here? But again, it's dude, if you don't talk to yourself the way you talk to others, you're going to have a disconnect and you need to love yourself more than anybody else. If you want to give that love to your children, to your wife, if you don't have that self-love, you're going to run on empty. So the last super heavy trip I did years ago. Yeah. I remember looking in the mirror and like breaking myself down, dude, where I was like a demon. Well, the mirror at the is, end. A, is a Dude, I know, I know. But like, but just, just listen to what I'm saying. I broke myself down. I was like a demon by the end of this thing. I would just say, I hate like, but then you realize, oh, but this is just who I am and I can fix these things and I can work on these things. And, you know, in the moment, you know, when you're in those experiences, psychedelics, sometimes things seem more dire too than they really are. Not that you shouldn't change them, but like integrated into your life in a way that works, you know, or to get the message and then work on it. It doesn't have to be like a paradigm shift. I'd have to drop everything and, you know, cause that's kind of unrealistic as well. You know, you have to slowly integrate it into your life. So, you know, but yeah, I just remember something similar. Uh, and then after I tried to do what you were just saying, where I would try to like in the regular consciousness, just look in the mirror and just, daily affirmation stuff and i just thought about like Stuart smiley from yeah i'm i'm but there's there's knowledge in that again <laughs> yeah. it's just like why do we talk to ourselves like we're our worst enemies if, if you came to me with a problem i would be here with a full heart ready to help you ready oh, to you've been a great you've been advice. a great Person, I'm not even that, when I have a problem, why do I beat the hell out of myself? Like, oh, you idiot, you didn't. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like the contradiction of like, how come you can apply that to somebody else, but you can't apply it to yourself? Yeah, we I all think it's do it. we're, we're all, all we're all harsh. I mean, if you look, if you're trying, if your philosophy is always get better and constantly better yourself, of course you're going to be hard on yourself to a certain extent, and I think that that's normal too. You know, I don't think that. There's a healthy way to deal with there that. There is a healthy way to do yourself, it. You can also relish yeah. in your own successes, you know. Sure. And it's not, not always, oh, well, you, this wasn't as good as it could have been, so you suck. Yeah. Now no. what? No, I mean, I'm right there with you, man. I get what you're saying. I mean, what you're saying is true. We, we all do that to a certain extent. Or the people that, there's people that can't help themselves, but they're good at helping other people for some reason. It's like help yourself first, get your shit in order, and then help other people or try to, or whatever, you know, that, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that I, th- I think that that's one of the major points that's helped me through the passing of my brother. Yes. I was down. Yes. I was sad, but because I'm at such a good vibe, I eventually came back up to it. It's like, I still feel the sadness and I still feel, you know, I still miss him and everything, but it's not like this earth shattering thing. I have stuff to do here. Oh, dude, I, I re- you, you, you know, know, dude, I rarely out. cry, dude. I was, I was fucking crying, bro. Oh, I I was beat up too. But no, again, no, no, no. I know, obviously it's your bro. I'm just saying though, like I, you know me. I'm not like a super emotional person like that. No, I everybody. I, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, but it was the same thing that happened to you after that funeral on Monday. Again, we had one day, and we put it. We did it all in one day, so it was like a ten hour day of just pure sadness. The next day, I still felt sad. I go, Am I ever gonna feel happy again? And I was like, Dude your brother passed away. Give yourself a break. Like get the feelings out, feel them, sure. feel them the way you need to feel them. And then you know what happened after a week? Yeah, I was still sad, but I was like, I felt myself again. And I was just like, okay, 
I don't know. I don't know if it just gets. I think, no, man. I think there's. Built this callus I, I told up, you, I, I, I think there's a lot to it. Like, even, and this is going to sound morose, but like, even seeing his body like an open casket, like, there's a reason why that exists. It like gives you closure in a certain way that, you know, not that you can have that in every circumstance. And obviously things happen in people's lives. And maybe that's not the case for a lot of people. But I think going through that process, like you said, feeling it, seeing it, being in it in that moment allows you to move on. And there's people that want to just do anything but feel that. And I think the people that put that off are the people that end up suffering in the long run because they still haven't found a way to deal with that. Yeah, it's it's all you got to just deal with it in the healthy way and whatever that may be for you. You know, it's uh, different for everybody and every loss is different, too. It's. I don't know. You can feel five different emotions in the same at the same time. It's weird, but it's something that it's hard for our brains to wrap around. But the other thing was, is uh, and this is a book my therapist actually recommended. It was the the Egyptian book of the dead, not the Tibetan book, but the Egyptian book of the dead. He said, read this. Cause again, it's, it's only a new concept that we're so petrified of what death is. It used to be a celebrated act where it's just as it's birth and death. They're not this negative thing. It's just this transfer of, of energy, if you will. And, uh, it's only our culture. Well, it's other cultures, but we're, we're very, very rooted in the scientific stuff where, we just are like, all right, well, this is the worst thing that could happen to you is if you die because then you cease to exist. But maybe that, maybe that isn't the truth. Maybe there is something more. Well, that's what you see out in society right now. I think that that's why morale of people and it seems like everything's just worse, I think, is because, you know, and you have people looking to the skies for UFOs for that. You have people looking to the, the old gods, you have people looking to, you know, the new Abrahamic God, new gods, old gods, new, you know, Yalwa, whatever, Nas, you know, they're all looking for something, right? We're all looking for some sort of peace of mind or answer or whatever. And I think that right now there's nothing. And I remember reading one of Plato's dialogues and just, um, I forget, I'd have to go look at which one, but just this idea that Socrates didn't like the idea of no moral higher order or people didn't believe in something higher than themselves because that opens the door for lack of moral lack of you know oh, character that's, that's beautiful and i we can end it with this quote right here i can't remember exactly but science without spirituality is like a blade without a handle and i heard that i'm like that's fucking ama that's amazing because it's so it's, it, and vice versa you have to have the balance of both to wield that blade because if you don't have one with the other, you'll just cut yourself. So mm. that's exactly what I think you were kind of hinting at with you have to have something higher than yourself. Um, yeah. And as we dig deeper into the cosmos, we we start coming up with maybe this isn't what happened. And again, it's like, dude, why does it take that? We know we don't know anything. So stop pretending like you do. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a dance. It's this dance. It's like oh, it's a dance, like you just shit your pants. <laughs> no, but but honestly, I think it is this like dance that we do. It's like you do have some dogmatic person, scientist, and then you have some dogmatic religious person, and then somewhere in the middle, people are like, okay, well, there's some truth in this, and there's some truth in that, and then the people on the outskirts, it's like maybe that's needed in in some way, some unknown way to move us forward. Because if you didn't 
if you just said there's no way we can know anything, then nobody would try to do anything, right? Yeah. Or they, you know, there would be a lack of effort in that regard. So I do think that you do need some ego. You do need some motivation. You do need some carrot dangling in front of yourself. Um, totally. Yeah. And uh, you know, for for me, it's the mysteries. It's what we do. It's what we talk about on the show. That's what you know. No offense to anybody. You know, that's what gets me off. <laughs> Yeah, That's what absolutely. I like, you know, like I like having intellectual and interesting and nerdy conversations about topics I find interesting. So mm -hmm. um, I know you do too, Maurice, and that's why we do this show. And great to have you back. Um, Thank you, sir. I'm, it's good to be back. And we're I'm going to make yeah. a very, very hard effort. I'm not going to make the effort. I'll be on once a Ooh. month. I'm going to secure that, but... Maybe it'll be more. Again, I don't like to say something unless oh. I know I can do it. So that once a month thing, I'm gonna hold, I'm okay. gonna hold myself to that. And uh, we'll when see I if we can tend to we see if we can tempt them here and there with some guests to yeah, yeah. lure them in. But uh, no, it's uh, good to have you back, and thank you for sharing. You know all that. Like I said, I get emails and, and messages from people. How's Maurice? So how's Maurice doing? How's you know? So well, Adrian B said hello. <laughs> so he he was pumped up. Shout out to Adrian. Adrian. Um, <laughs> um, no, but thank you to everybody that's supported the show through the years. Three hundreds a milestone. You know, I, I was thinking like, oh, do we get some crazy guest or try and do something? But I was, this was perfect. Uh, I, I wanted to hear, I mean, I've seen the pictures and have had him describe it somewhat, but it was good to go through everything with Maurice, kind of like how it all went down and his trip and congratulations on getting engaged. And this dude's Thanks. come so far in the six years that we've done this show from, you know, Same with you, my man. It doesn't even seem like yeah. six years. It's crazy. But... From college hunk hauling junk oh my to Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Until my shirt rips to off. To not getting crunk and doing, you know, some sick video well, stuff. Let's, let's, so. let's do some fun stuff. I, I'm always a proponent of kind of some of the out of the box type stuff. I already talked to our uncle John has this cool retro basement and I was already kind of talking to him of maybe we can do a live episode down there or film it or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's really cool down there, but he has some, some good knowledge. And, um, I think he has, uh, he's at a, at a, at a precipice in his life because his kids are all kind of grown up and he's like, Oh, well, I want to do something more. So I, you know, us going over there and talking, has that kind of activated his, his I mean, his I mentioned that he's got a huge backyard. I said, we should build a real pyramid. But, let's I mean, go baby I'm gonna take a tunnel. i'll yeah, be no. i'll be the, the, i'm, the I'm not even i know you think i'm joking but i'm not I'm, <laughs> let's do experiment let's build a pyramid and do experiments with it yeah yeah so. I, I like his location a lot because i used my mom lives like i would walk by the river there yeah and he's like right off that part that is the overhang for the right. next section of the trail so i would walk past that all the time I'm like oh this is where he lives that's amazing yeah no, it's... We'll get let, the drone out. We'll have some fun. <laughs> Could you... Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you before we take off here. Could you have brought your drone to the Galapagos or no? Do they... Uh, well, it's funny because these people were flying it, dude. It's a massive find. It's a big, big no-no. But they oh, really? you saw it in the air. This thing was flying and these people were running around trying to find where it was coming from. It was hilarious. Like, shoot that thing down. <laughs> It would have been incredible. I mean, yeah, if no, you because if you can have that, if you don't need, is there ones that are like Bluetooth where you don't need to take the cartridge out? 
Like, is it there one where the signal on, will send it to somewhere? Yeah, it saves it as a backup. Like, mine has a has an SD slot in the actual controller, so okay. you can get the backup. But it's not as it's if you're shooting 4K, it'll be like a 1080 or. I was gonna say because even if you got that version. thing up in the air for like 10 minutes or something, you Ooh. can get that's worth you know whatever. Oh, it, it would have been incredible, but but then we saw this other guy flying it like where I was where I proposed. I saw him flying it. No one was messing with him. So. It depends on where you go because we went to this other location. I didn't have pictures of this, but it was like the salt field. It was pretty sweet. And then there was this massive crevice that we all swam in and stuff. It was really, really cool. But um, it's called it's the tough. devil's butt crack. It's called the devil's horn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're if you're an Ecuadorian, you get like passes and you have to pay like a tenth of what I do. They see me coming a mile away. They're like, all right, it's 100 to just get on the island. It's 20 here. Tell it's them to pull here. out the clip, get out the money yeah. clip. Yeah. So they get, I, again, it's it's a, it's a heritage site, so they have to preserve. And they also probably got blasted when, you know, the, the pandemic or whatever. It's like they have to make all that money back. And I get it, but still. Because like Paula was telling me when she used to go, it was like way less rules. Like I was saying, when the guy takes you to snorkel, he just lets you pretty much go wherever you want. You right, can eat right. by a shark, and they're like, all right, let's head back. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, she said before it was even more free to do whatever. Um, I guess it's just the way things are now. I mean, that shark that we saw that you took a picture of looked pretty. If that thing attacked you, you might lose a finger. But Yeah, that was very small. I don't know. I was in the water. I wasn't that concerned. I mean, um, if that thing attacked me, that thing's done. Well, this other this other girl, she was uh, she was Asian, and she was she did this tour like all the time. She would go with these Asian wealthy groups of people, and then she was the translator because she knew Spanish. So she would take the Asian people, and then she would translate the Spanish back and forth with like the captain of the boat and stuff like that. So this was like her, I don't know, fiftieth time doing this. Yeah. She went all the way around like that little spike, that little okay. arrowhead rock. She went way far away, and I was like following her and then i got a little nervous I, you go past something it's like a straight yeah now you're like I'm oh, in the yeah. ocean. i don't know what's that's where those puffers were yeah there's yeah, all these schools in the the shallow area and then you go past that rock and it's like a whole nother ecosystem but she said she saw more turtles she saw a shark but i didn't go that deep I yeah. don't want to die. Yeah, I don't blame you, bro. I mean, I saw the cartel out there. <laughs> they, they're in snorkels. <laughs> there's, a with, there's a guy with a machine gun at the bottom. <laughs> with a snorkel on underneath <laughs> the water. Oh, um, man, good stuff, bro. Well, I'm good glad stuff. you're live. I'm glad you got out. I'm glad you're engaged. I'm glad you had an amazing time. Um, yeah, now it's a good time to plan the wedding. This is a massive pain in my ass. But it'll be fun, I'm sure. Yeah. No, it'll be great, bro. Um, no, but like I said, man, this is, uh, it's been a wild ride so far. Learned a ton. Um, given ourselves an education, not only in the mysteries, but, you know, it's led to other things, sciences, philosophy, all sorts of things. So we mm -hmm. just want to thank everybody again. That's been, you know, shout out to our top people, you know, our top friends, your Sandys, you know, your Lees, your, uh, trying to think who else um just everybody that supports us you know and has through the years and we've lost some people you know we've been surpassed and bypassed and 
cast off, if you will, by by some, and you know that's fine. I get it. You got to do your thing, and uh, but the people that have hung around, we love you, and we appreciate you hanging around, and you know maybe this thing will go on for another five, six years. Who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, all all I do know is I've become a better person. I like doing it. I like learning. Um, we don't do it for the money because we don't really make money. Yeah, we run some ads on the audio stuff. But if you want to support us or help out in any way, uh, we have the Linktree link down below. You can click on that. Um, watch our documentary if you haven't. It's free on YouTube. There is an extended director's cut still on our Patreon. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We have a merch store. Leave us a nice review if you like what we're doing or you enjoyed this. You know, it's a mixed. You know, last episode I interviewed a scientist by myself, and it was an excellent conversation in my opinion. But, you know, we're mucking it up this episode, swearing, having a good time, you know, doing yeah. jokes, you know. So it's that's what Mindscape is. It's a little bit of everything. I'm not going to, you know, become one of these podcasts. It's kind of like a one-trick pony. You know, this is an open right, format, right. so yeah, we're gonna have a little more fun with it yeah. and uh, see where it goes. Absolutely. So, uh, but here, uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you again for coming on, Maurice. Love you, brother. My pleasure, my Congratulations friend. to you and Paula. Paula's an amazing person. Congratulations, Paula. Um, and yeah, glad you're home. Glad you're ready to get back down to business and the grind Last and. Next. We're going to work on a new project, too, at some point here. Maybe a new doc, maybe a short doc. We've been throwing some ideas around. Um, so look for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So, All right, my friend. Well, we love everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll catch you next time. This is our new outro. Oh, let me know what you think about our new intro song. Maurice helped with some of the visual stuff. And, uh, um, yeah. Shout out to my wife for helping me with some of the voice stuff on there too. But love everybody. Stay safe out there. Peace.